Joe Biden is going to solve crime by taking down a constitutional right, and his words pretty much show us he knows nothing about the history of the United States or the Constitution. And China's message, well, China's propaganda, may not be getting through during their Olympic uh, coming out party. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, I... Back to a Tuesday Tuesday show. We'll have to see how well I can get, how much work I get done for my book. I've finished chapter seven, working on chapter eight. The problem is I have to rewrite the chapters. That kind of sucks. So we're just going to have to go with it. If anything, anything happens, what could happen is I may continue to do these. Just maybe shorten them up a little bit. You know what I mean? Make it so that they're not so long. So let's get to it. We've got a couple of stories here. These were stories I wanted to talk about yesterday, but we ran so long, I couldn't get to them. So last week, Joe Biden went to New York uh, to talk about crime. And it turned out old Joe didn't want to talk about crime at all. He just wanted to talk about guns and how we needed to get rid of guns. He stated that guns are committing most of the crimes in New York. And if we just got rid of guns, that would solve all of, of the crime problem within the United States. Of course, he didn't really worry about crimes that didn't involve gun, guns, which turns out to be most crimes. He left out burglary, theft, child abuse, drug use, drug dealing, car theft, rape. I mean, all, most of that doesn't need a gun and didn't involve guns, but he doesn't care. That's not his thing. All crime is because of guns. Well, it's not people. And by the way, it's not people that commit crimes, uh, crime. It's only guns. Gun wakes up in the morning. Gun has a cup of coffee in the morning, watches the morning news, maybe reads a newspaper. Then the gun decides to just go out and kill somebody out of just out of nowhere. Usually the gun decides to kill a black person, even though most guns are black and or blue steel. Uh, but gun, that doesn't change the fact that guns are also white supremacists. Damn racist guns. And you know what? They're probably homophobic, transphobic, and bigots too. Let's just, let's just nail guns to the wall. Here's the problem for old Joe and the left. It's that little piece of paper called the Constitution. Now, they do believe they're above it. They believe the Constitution is just like an old piece of paper that can be changed with some whiteout and a Sharpie. But the reality is it does get in the way, and we still do have that uh, little thing called the Supreme Court, which won't let them do a lot of this stuff. I think even the leftists on the Supreme Court might have an issue with some of the things he wants to do. Okay, who am I kidding? No, they don't. They They couldn't care less. So let's listen to a couple of Joe's statements. Uh, I broke it up into two because they're both so asinine. We should address them one by one. Here's, here's the first clip. We put together a comprehensive strategy to combat gun crime in cities like New York, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and many other cities, San Francisco. First, we want to crack down on the flow of firearms used to commit violence. That includes taking on and shutting down rogue gun dealers at, uh, and it's, it's about doing background checks it's as well as outright selling uh, uh, of that, making sure that people who are not allowed to have a gun 
don't get the gun in the first place. And again, for any of the press, any of the press listening, this doesn't violate anybody's Second Amendment right. There's no violation of a Second Amendment right. We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. This statement I find absolutely amazing. And I can't believe this guy was elected as president. And I can't believe this guy's a lawyer. And I can't believe this guy's ever read the Constitution. Okay, so first off, I, I do want to point out that have you noticed this guy can't get through a sentence without fumbling it? And it's not like he w- walked up there and came up with this on his own. This is a written, prepared statement. All he has to do is read the piece of paper, and he still manages to fumble along. Okay, so that that being said, I, I'm going to point that out every time because I truly believe this guy shouldn't be president anymore. He He needs to really go away. I also want to point out the cities he points out, New York, Los Angeles, um, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco. They've always had guns. Their crimes have gone up, not because there are more guns on the street. There aren't more guns on the street. It's because of the defund police movement, which he never talked about. Guns have always been in the United States. Gun ownership has always been high. The problem is... In San Francisco, in these states, I mean, Berkeley now does not officially have a, a police force. I can't wait to see when they decide to send a social worker to a domestic dispute. Gun crime, a uh, crime went up, not because of guns, but because there are less police on the streets. Police don't want to to deal with criminals because they'll just be released and they could get into trouble. And prosecutors refuse to prosecute criminals. Again, there have always been a lot of police, uh, a lot of guns in the United States. That hasn't changed. As far as rogue gun dealers, I'm for getting rid of rogue gun dealers. But I'm for getting rid of the guy that sells you a shotgun out of the back of his truck, out of the back of his car. There's a lot of that. But that guy's not a drug dealer. He's a gun runner. He's a he's a a a gun dealer. He's he's not a real. I'm sorry. He's not a real gun dealer. He is he's a runner. He's a black market guy. He's what he's doing is illegal. Joe's gun shop down the street doesn't sell guns illegally. Big Five doesn't sell guns illegally. Turner Sporting Goods does not sell guns illegally. I know because I've gone to go buy a gun there. And recently, and that place, those places, they require two sets of identification, a background check, a safety course, a federal check. It's the street bunks who are already committing crimes that sell guns illegally. And they, when caught, they're not being prosecuted because of systemic racism or some crap like that. The last statement, though, is the big one. No amendment is absolute. That statement is absolutely wrong. The Constitution is absolute. It is the law of the land. It was written to be followed word for word. How do we know this? Because it's in the Constitution. If you want to change the Constitution, it's in the Fifth Amendment. And guess what? 
it is not the president or Supreme Court that makes changes to the Constitution. It's the states, and it's the House, and it's the Senate. The president has no say. The Supreme Court has no say. But we have lost that in this country. Now it's thought that the judicial system can suddenly change the comp the uh, uh, the um, change the Constitution whenever they want. And the Second Amendment. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I want you to listen to the second part of his statement because it adds to the Constitution. And then we'll get into the Constitution. And it is just an absolutely. I can't say whether it is a stupid statement, an egregious statement. I, I I don't know. Just listen to it because it's pretty bizarre. You couldn't buy a cannon, and when the, this this uh, amendment was passed, and so no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons. But that's another issue. Okay, this is the most egregious statement Biden has made. Even the Washington Post said that. A citizen wasn't able to buy a cannon is absolute false. That's when he said it was it it, it it was legal for you to own a cannon. As a matter of fact, the federal government said there were no limits as to the weapons you could own. There were no limits as to the number of weapons a person could own. In fact, in the 18th and 19th centuries, there was fear of foreign powers like England, France, and Spain invading the United States after the Revolutionary War, and homes were required to have a gun for each fighting age male. That was the law. And the Second Amendment, he said the Second Amendment doesn't say you, you can, you can't own. It, the Second Amendment is very straightforward. A well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. He's right. It doesn't say you can own a, a um, it doesn't say you can own an automatic weapon. You know what it doesn't say? You can't. And we already have the Federalist Papers, and we already have past presidents in the precedents in the 17th and 18th or 18th and 19th century that basically say, yeah, you can own whatever you want. Billions of people, uh, lots of corporations owned cannons when they were traveling through the uh, uh, traveling from Europe to the United States because of pirates. And the federal government gave them their blessing. There are no limitations. And it doesn't say the right to bear arms shall not be infringed except for. It doesn't say any of that. And anything you put in there is making stuff up. Here's the kicker. When I was a kid, which was a really long time ago, a person could own a howitzer cannon. You could. You could actually own a howitzer cannon. You could own a fully automatic AK-47. You could own a fully automatic Chinese SKS assault rifle, which I did own. You could own an automatic Uzi. You could own a Spa Street Sweeper automatic shotgun if you wanted. And you could get them at Big Five or Turner Sporting Goods Store. You didn't have to go to even a, a real um, gun shop. The government, since the 70s, when I was shooting, slowly took away all our rights. And now they're saying, well, see, you didn't, it was found you didn't have the rights to own every gun. 
You didn't. They took away the automatic weapons, then they took away military guns, then they took away attachments, then they took away certain types of, of ammo. Now they're going after ghost guns, they're going after magazine sizes. We didn't have any restrictions in the 70s. We could pretty much buy whatever we wanted, except military weapons from the United States government. I couldn't own an M16 because the military didn't want to give that, that, that weapons technology up. You couldn't own an M14 because the government didn't want to give up the M14 technology. You can't own an M4. But you could buy automatic weapons. I, I knew a guy who owned an automatic AK-47. I owned an automatic SKS Chinese assault rifle. Through evolution, our gun rights have been taken away, and they use that evolution as an excuse, as a reason to bypass the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment never said you can't own these weapons. And as far as the assault rifle goes, first off, there's no definition of assault rifle. Second off, muskets were considered assault rifles. They were considered weapons of war. That's what the people fought with in the American Revolution and in the War of 1812. So to sit back and say you can't have a you can't have a weapon of war, well, that's not necessarily true because everyone was allowed to have a weapon of war. That's history. But we're trying to erase history. We've seen how taking gun rights away has gone in other countries. We saw what happened in China. We saw what happened in the Soviet Union and in Nazi Germany. We are see we saw what we see what happened in this century. We see what's happening in Venezuela. Right now, Venezuela became a tyrannical government because the first thing they did was take the guns away. And then they started taking all of the other rights. And we see it now in Canada and Australia. Look at Australia. Australia pulled their guns in the 90s. And, and now Australia has gone, gone full tyranny. Look at Canada. Canada is almost full tyranny. So this is what the left wants. They want to take our, our gun rights away. Because if we have guns, that means we can fight for our country. And they don't want us doing that. All right, here's on our next story. Um, China is holding the Winter Olympics, and they started on Friday, Friday or Saturday. They started last week early, but they had the opening ceremonies, I think, on Saturday. Um, the Olympics are just getting torn apart. Um, their viewership is down incredibly incredibly. I mean, I never thought, I knew people weren't going to watch the Olympics, but I did not think they were going to see this these kind of ratings. Um, now, the Olympics have been going down for a really long time. I mean, it's been about like 20 years. But, and last summer's Olympics in Tokyo, they had really taken a teeth. They were down 10, 20% from the last Olympics. But now these Olympics in China are down 69% from Summer Olympics in Tokyo. This is, they literally have two, three million watching, three million people in the United States watching the Olympics. Nobody is watching the Olympics compared to an average viewership of 8 million in uh, summer in Tokyo. I think that's awesome because I'm not watching it because I know it's a propaganda event. And guess who else knows it's a propaganda event? Everybody else. 
Some of the media is also questioning why the Olympics is being held in uh, in Beijing, China at all. The New York Times, which has been pretty critical of China, believe it or not, they complain that Beijing doesn't even have any snow, and they don't. They're the entire like it's it's kind of like Los Angeles in that way, where it's winter and it's kind of cold, but there is no snowfalls. The entire Winter Olympics is made with man-made snow. Of course, the New York Times didn't think it was illogical to hold a Winter Olympics in a place that doesn't really have a real winter. They were bitching about man-made snow because they said that it helps the it hurts the environment, climate change, and all this crap. But the big question I have. And a question I would have wished the New York Times would have asked is, um, why did the International Olympic Committee pick Beijing for the Winter Olympics? I'm pretty sure Los Angeles is not going to have a Winter Olympics anytime soon. And the reason the IOC would give is, well, there's no snow. Well, yeah. And we also have things coming out of China. I mean, this propaganda thing that the China is trying to do, it's not working. Pictures are getting out of China. And one of the pictures, which I just can't believe, I had to make sure this picture wasn't fake. And I'm still not 100% sure it's not, though the uh, source is pretty, is pretty reliable. This just shows how much China is a hellscape. It is a terrible place. So they show this picture shows, and if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually take a look at it. But this picture shows the ski jump venue, freestyle skiing venue. So these guys jump and do all sorts of weird stuff um, in Shugang. And it is literally in the middle of a city with no snow. The city is gray. There's a nuclear power point, uh, po power plant in the background. It is the most depressing looking thing in the world. It looks terrible. It's ugly. It's dirty. It's barren. It's gray. Oh my lord! I, I can't believe. I don't know how NBC is actually filming this thing to try and hide the surrounding area. I can't wait till the athletes get back because the stories that are going to come out of China, I think, are going to be remarkable. Okay, but it's not only that, it's also the tyranny on live television. A reporter, I think it was for the Netherlands, was taken, was grabbed. I guess he was filming in front of a building the Chinese did not want him filming in front of. A Chinese police officer manhandled this guy threw him off camera in on live television in the Netherlands and just forced him out. No, sir, could you move your thing? No, move your camera. Could you film in this direction? Sir, could you stop this right now? Nothing like that. Literally grabbed the guy and threw him off camera. Even the propaganda that, that these folks are pushing is not being not being embraced. The the Chinese decided in order to downplay the Uyghur genocide that is happening happening about an hour and a half from Beijing to have a Uyghur light the Olympic cauldron. A lot of people thought it was going to be Yao Ming 
the NBA basketball player, he ended up not doing it. It ended up being a Uyghur. Even CNN saw this cynical ploy by the Chinese. And that's bad. If CNN, the Washington Post, and the New York Times, because all three had uh, opinion articles on, on this, are actually hitting China for putting a Uyghur in, that's not, that's not good. But there is more, a lot more. So Nancy Pelosi made the following controversial comments last week about the Olympics. And it's got to make one kind of wonder. Listen. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. Okay, I have some questions here, and I bet you probably know what half my questions are. First off, why didn't she say this before? Why didn't anyone say this before? Why didn't anyone say, why are we going to the Olympics? This is a bad idea. You heard a lot of right-wingers, you heard a lot of Republicans say this, but all the Democrats, they just kind of ignored it. They decided, oh, we're going to have a diplomatic boycott. Okay, a diplomatic boycott means, uh, like I said millions of times, the vice president doesn't go over there to watch the Olympics. That's all a diplomatic boycott means. doesn't mean crap. Okay? But we'll send the, the little people, the serfs over there. Other question I have, why are athletes over there in the first place? If they were in such danger, why would you send the athletes over there? Another question, why is a United States politician the third most powerful person in the government and in line to be president of the United States, as Nancy Pelosi is, as Speaker of the House, showing her fear of the Chinese government? We should bend the knee to China. We should bow our heads to China. And the other question is, let's just say someone, some U.S. athlete did get in trouble. Is the United States going to do anything about it? I think we all pretty much know the answer to that looking at Afghanistan. And I have a feeling we'll know when uh, Russia invades Ukraine. If Russia invades Ukraine. Because there are a ton of Americans still left in Ukraine. This is the type of weakness that the Biden administration and Democrats have shown towards China for decades. She is basically saying that our athletes are in danger because the Chinese government is evil. And there is nothing the United States government can do about it. Well, there is something the United States government could do about it. Show some balls and deal with it. They just won't. And by the way, all the horrors that Nancy Pelosi is talking about, she's absolutely correct. That is absolutely happening. And we can see that with right before the opening ceremonies. And that's how they're treating the athletes. So there was a Russian biathlete, Valeria Vasnetsova. She was put in isolation because of COVID. She was in isolation for 21 days. She complained about the food being awful and there was no way, there was nowhere she could train. 
So basically, she's stuck for three weeks and has no way to train, and she's not even getting fed. And so she she actually sent out a picture of her typical meal. And actually, not typical. This is the meal she had three times a day, seven days a week. The meals were made up of a raw chicken breast. I'm not kidding you. A very small raw chicken breast. Plain noodles. Some a red sauce of some kind. I, I don't even know what that is. Uh, four or five small potatoes and some charred bits of meat. I don't know what kind of meat it is. I have no idea. She had lost a lot of weight. And, of course, she lost her ability to compete. She stated, uh, according to a news source, um, this is what she said, quote, my bones are already sticking out, end quote, the Olympian said. Vestensova said she had survived on the small pasta serving for several days because it was, quote, impossible, end quote, to eat the rest of the food. Quote, but today I ate all the fat they served instead of meat because I was very hungry, end quote. She had claimed that now she could see her bones, that she had gone so long without eating that she was now skinny. Eventually, the Russian government complained enough that the Chinese started to give her real food, fruits, vegetables, things like that, while she was confined. I have no news whether or not she's even competing anymore. Another athlete, uh, Belgium's Kim Mylemans, also had this nightmare story. She was confined for 14 days because of the China virus, all alone, by herself. When she was released, she was put in a van. She thought she was going back to the Olympic Village, but they told her, nope, you're being transferred to another another COVID isolation facility for an additional seven days. Here she is on Instagram, completely distraught at finding out that she's going to be in a in a isolation chamber for an additional seven days, and it's it's really pathetic. Hi everybody. Um, some of you have read the good news that I was uh, sent out of the isolation facility. We thought this meant I was allowed to return to the Olympic Village and will be treated maximum as a close contact. Um, on the way to the village. Uh, we did not turn to the village, but the ambulance went to another facility where I am now. Uh, I am supposed, my NOC got surprised by this decision as well. I'm supposed to stay here for um, another seven days with two PCRs a day and no contact with anybody else. I am allowed to slide alone. I am, we are not even sure I will ever be allowed to return to the village. And obviously this is very hard for me. So I ask you all to give me some time to consider my next steps because I'm not sure I can handle 14 more days at the Olympic 
competition about being in this isolation. Thank you. Truly pathetic. Truly heartbreaking. Very sad. This woman was supposed to go to this country for the best time of her life. And it's ruined. And she probably is going to have some major issues emotionally later. By the way, here's the big question. I've asked this last time we talked about the Olympics. Um, why is China doing this? They said that COVID is not a big deal in China. The WHO said they did a great job in China. They told the WHO they only had 5,500 deaths due to the virus. They shouldn't have any issues with the virus since they handled it so beautifully. Okay, I can come up with three reasons why they're doing this. Number one, they lied about the virus. The virus is still a major issue in China. They didn't have 5,500 deaths. We know in Wuhan, there were pictures of pallets of little boxes that held the ashes of dead citizens, and it was calculated there were 35,000 of them. China has probably hundreds of thousands of deaths, probably as many, if not more, than the United States. The China virus didn't kill 5,500 people in, the, in, in China. That's one. Number two, they want to manipulate the games. This is, the Olympics are their coming out party. We are a world power. China is no world power. We, we can talk about that. We have talked about that. China is not a world power. Their economy sucks. Their military is struggling. They are not a world power. They just have a lot of people that they can throw out there. That's what they have. They've got some major issues in China. But this is their coming out party because they want the world to accept the Chinese way as part of the standard of living for all the world. They are, they want to be a world power. They're much like the Soviet Union was back in the, in the 50s through the 80s. They want to be a world power. Xi Jinping said that. Those African countries, oh, we haven't talked about those. We'll get to that. But those African countries, the media keeps saying that, that China is helping. Those African companies are, are socialist and communist countries. And they want to spread their ideology. That's what they're, that's what they're there for. That's what they're trying to do. Finally, and, and here's the thing, they need to win this time. The medal counts in China, which, by the way, doesn't mean crap to Americans. I mean, we, we want to win, but if we don't, we don't. I mean, we've lost in the medal counts before. It's not that big of a deal. But in China, the medal counts are important. They need to win. I mean, they did this in the Tokyo Olympics, where they needed they, they lost to America with the gold medals. They lost in total medals. And they couldn't catch up in total medals. But they figured if we take the three gold medals that Taiwan has, and because Taiwan is actually part of China, we won the gold medals. So as far as they're concerned, it was a split. Winning for them is very important. They want to win. And what better way to win? Take some of the people that might be favored to win medals and put them in COVID isolation. That's very cynical. I know. 
but do you put it past this government? And finally, the China virus is just another excuse for pushing their tyranny on the people of the world. That's what it is. This guy's being a jerk. We'll put him in isolation. Who knows why that person was in isolation? I can tell you what, you don't need to be in isolation for 28 days with COVID. I know this for a fact. All right, so the media we need to talk about. Now, I will, I will, I need to be clear here. Most of the mainstream media thinks this Olympics is Chinese propaganda. That's what they think it is. As a matter of fact, just about every media outlet besides NBC, even MSNBC has said this was media. This was a propaganda thing. But most outlets including CNN, Washington Post, and New York Times, they think this is just a show. It could explain why it seems like there's a bipartisan commitment not to watch the Olympics. So China's not getting a free pass here from even the leftist organizations. But NBC and other corporations that really work with China, they're pushing the narrative. They're pushing the propaganda. Here's NBC, who's televising the games during the opening ceremonies, and this is just so disgusting. It's worth remembering that while Western countries may be boycotting these Olympics over human rights issues, China styles itself as a champion of the developing world. And it has plenty of support in countries from Africa to Latin America, where its investments are building up local economies. I mean, is this guy really kidding? Can he be serious? Is he saying this with a straight face? Because I'm sure they didn't show his face while the opening ceremonies are going on. Uh, Human rights abuses? They've got concentration camps. They're committing genocide at the levels of Germany was committing genocide. I would I would love to ask these people, do you think what Nazi Germany did was wrong with the Jews? They killed 12 million people, for Christ's sake. They killed 6 million Jews because they were Jewish. They had, and that's not all they've done. Mao, the great leader, Killed 75 million people, at least. People they don't like, they imprison. People they don't like, they disappear. They had a one-child policy for about 20 years that forced women to get abortions and sterilizations. That human rights abuses? This is genocide. And let's not get over-appreciative that China is doing so many things for other countries around the world. That is a load of crap. They do things for a reason. They will help no country without getting something in return. Whether that something is either money, land, resources, or influence. They are the example of a colonial empire that these leftists keep telling us the United States is. But here's the thing. I can kind of understand why NBC is doing this. They paid a ton of money to get the rights to show the Olympics on television. And they want a, they want China to shine so it does help them with their ratings. But ESPN is a sports network. 
Now, granted, that sports network is owned by ABC, and who owns ABC? Disney, and Disney does a ton of work in China, and they want their movie shown in China. So it does kind of make sense that ESPN would say something like this. ESPN used to be a great station. I used to watch it all the time because I loved the sports. I loved their baseball coverage. But it has truly eroded over over the years just to be another wing of the Democratic Party and, for that matter, the communists. This is from, uh, don't for, let's not forget what how they covered the NBA when there was that uh, vice president in Houston that said China needs to stop taking over Hong Kong. I stand for the Hong Kongers. So here's a show. Here's a guy on the show called Around uh, Around the Horn on ESPN, talking about China. This is wow. Who are we to criticize China's human rights records when we have ongoing uh, attacks by the agents of the state against unarmed citizens, and we've got assaults on the voting rights of of our people of color in various states in this country? That's right. That's right. The United States is a bad country because criminals get shot by the police and because people need to show an ID when voting. That That's just as bad as concentration camps and genocide. Same thing. And totalitarianism. Same thing. It's all the same thing. The United States is just as bad as China. So we shouldn't have any say, you know what, F you. That's not, that's not going to go. What he said was disgusting. ESPN, ESPN's ratings are in the trash right now, and you can see why. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, take a look at all the links. I got some video. I've got some pictures there, so there's stuff to see. Hope you have a nice day. Talk to you later. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. 